Welcome to Four Down Territory. As Stick and Mike take a look at the four biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Slareth and Evans kicking it off with First Down. Last night, not your typical Nuggets game or win, at least compared to the games that they've played since the All-Star break. High scoring, lots of assists, high percentage shooting. They had to grind last night. 103-97, they beat the Heat in a a finals rematch at Ball Arena. A game that had Jamal Murray sit out the entire second half after spraining an ankle, but no fear. Michael Porter Jr. stepped up in the breach. But I felt Michael's baskets and his offense were kind of carrying the day to give us that separation. And um, it was uh, was great to see Michael step up with, like he did in Portland. Jamal didn't play that game. Michael was outstanding. Jamal didn't play second half. Michael was outstanding. This was the kind of performance I was I was really looking for and have been asking for yeah. from Michael Porter Jr. for a while, where he recognizes that hey, other guys are struggling offensively, or we're missing a key guy. Hey, let me take this as the the green light to go out and and really assert myself. Took twenty three shots. 10 three-pointers. Guy was uber-aggressive, looking for his offense and delivering. Like, see more of that. By the way, I don't know what went down with that basket on the... When you're watching on the TV, it's the, the left-hand basket. The way the TV cameras are set up. Mm-hmm. Where in the second period, that that hoop was just... Like, there was a lid on it. As an organization, you ever just change the basket? <laughs> Seriously, do you... Like you take Tight that rims. one off, Tight that, rims, you man. take that one off and put a little looser rim on there. Tight rims. Even Michael Porter Jr. hit one off. The, he clanked one off the uh, side of the backboard. Boy, I tell you who, who was awful looking early. That Rozier kid. He threw up like his first three shots. I think he threw up two air balls. Scary Terry. Terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible. Terrible. Just terrible. Good win uh, for the uh, Nuggets as they are now four and zero. Uh, since the All-Star break, playing really well. Second down. Also playing well, the Avalanche, as they shut out Chicago, 5-0 in Chicago last night. Nathan McKinnon hitting the 100-point mark again. It just shows how good he is this year. You know, he hit 100 at this point. Last year he had 111 or something. I mean, he's already at 100. Uh, It's impressive because for years we're like, man, Nate's an incredible player. He's all point producer and really consistent at what he does. And somehow he's finding a way to produce even more now. So um, same amount of minutes he's been playing, uh, playing all situations. And then yet the numbers keep getting better and better. So uh, incredible feat to be able to contribute on a daily basis and to be able to hit 100 at this point in the season. So you ready for this one? Yeah. This is going to surprise you. This is going to surprise a lot of you out there. Yeah. Do you know that Nathan McKinnon has become the first player in Avalanche history with consecutive 100-point seasons? Really? Yeah. That's what I, I I had the same reaction. I was like, what? Sackett never Sackett did it? never did it? Hayduke never did it? Forsberg never did it? Um, that is shocking. Yeah. Absolutely shocking. So, Nathan McKinnon continuing to make his case for the Hart Trophy as the MVP. Good job. Avs get the win. 5 nothing. Eustace Ananen, uh, and only his ninth NHL game, got his first career shutout, which is always uh, 
Yeah, he was really big, good. Big, big deal. He was really good. Really. Trade deadline for the Avs and the rest of the NHL one week from today. Third down. Broncos continuing their player meetings. They had a interview with a Terion Arnold, the uh, cornerback from uh, Alabama. How would you feel? What what position if they do not take a quarterback? What position do you want them to to target? They talked to Brock Bowers, the tight end from Georgia. Uh, they they've talked. I think they'd have to move up to get Brock Bowers. They've talked to pass rushers. They've talked to interior linemen. Talked to a bunch of quarterbacks. But if they don't go quarterback, hmm, let me guess. Offensive linemen. There are a lot of good offensive linemen in this in this correct in this draft. I think they I think upwards of uh eight or nine could go in the first round. There's some really athletically gifted tackles in this draft. Which that wouldn't that would not hurt my feelings to go in that direction. Of course it wouldn't. Um and let's face it, I mean you're how long are you gonna continue to pay Bolsey? How long are you going to continue to go down that road? Right. Here's the thing about the draft that you have to understand. When you miss on players, so the Broncos, you miss on wide receivers. Guys don't pan out or guys don't produce that you take high. You know what you end up having to do? Continue to attack that position in the draft. And then positions of strength, you're saying, hey, man, you know, our O-line is pretty solid right now. And eventually guys get old or guys, you know, get to the point where you don't want to pay them anymore. Uh, and they go off in free agency, whatever. And then that position of, of was perceived strength becomes a weakness. So when you, that's the, the importance. That That's just another kind of ancillary importance of the draft is you have got to, you've got to continue to, to you know, build a feeder system, so to speak. And when you start missing consistently on picks at a certain position, you keep chasing those positions or those picks at those positions, and eventually your whole team is weak. And that's that's what's happened to the Broncos the last eight years. When you, you know, when you take a Jerry Judy and you take a Hamler and you take and you just don't get the production out of those guys, you know what you have to do in the second round when you don't have any picks? Mm-hmm. You gotta take Mims. Or the the other is that you have to end up covering up those mistakes by overpaying for a free agent. Yeah. And instead of having a nice, cheap, cost-controlled young player for four or five years, not only do you whiff on that pick, but now you got to go turn around and overpay a B-level player, A-level money. Yeah. You're, you're constantly chasing and throwing money at a, at a position because you, you failed in your evaluation in the first place. One, two, three. Fourth down. Big weekend of uh, local college hoops as uh, CSU and CU trying to, well, in the case of CSU, hold on to a tournament spot that seemed an absolute lock about a month ago. But uh, the Rammies have been kind of putzing around lately, and they better be careful. Uh, because they could easily play themselves right out of the big dance if they're not careful. They host Wyoming Mm. coming up tomorrow. Meanwhile, CU putting on a late-season surge. They have Stanford on Sunday trying to finish off this uh, 3-0 homestand. If they do that, they they maybe play themselves. They're going to be on the bubble. They're going to be on the bubble unless they... 
unless they go out and make it at least to the Pac-12 finals, they're going to be on the bubble. You know what needs to happen? What what needs to happen, Mark? Kickball. Kickball? Why kickball? Isn't that what Nico Medved did a couple weeks ago? Yes, he did. Played some kickball. Everything seemed okay right afterwards. So we've had... Is correct. We had CSU played kickball after a tough loss. Right. The Nuggets played dodgeball. After, ooh. So here's what I recommend. Pickleball. No, not pickleball. No? CU needs to do the egg toss. The egg toss. I love the egg toss. It's a bold strategy. Yeah. The egg toss was... That was like one of the the, the, the most fun events of... Uh, Field day? Field day. The egg toss. You know, you set, you have a partner. Mm. You got an egg. You mm. toss it. Right. Each person who catches you, it, you, you gotta back have, up a yeah, step. You got to have soft hands. got to have soft hands. Yeah. Right? Love the egg toss. Let's do egg tosses. We should do an egg toss. You ever here. play Red Rover? Yep. Nobody. I mean, I mean, nobody really ever contained me in Red Rover. Really, I you're, broke, you're in. The I red, broke through every time. You are in the Red Rover Hall of Fame. Red Rover, Red Rover. They didn't even like. They were like, Red Rover, Red Rover. For the love of God, don't send that guy over. <laughs> and that's no cap. I was like a big fullback, like I a like a bull, like a raging were. bull. Bet you were. Uh, oh my God, you're right. If he starts, <laughs> he starts running. I'm like, all right. I think I'll go in and uh, study. Uh, that'll do it for Four Down Territory, our tour around the Denver sports scene. It's an Is It Just Me Monday. Is It Just Me Monday? What? You're on Monday already? Monday. I'm not, well, That's all right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come we gotta, on, man. got to enjoy this weekend. I'm not ready for Monday. No, 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 no. We're not thinking about Monday. Uh, it's an Is It Just Me Friday. We'll get to the best of the Is It Just Me's next. Ever since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my hiding spots. Ha! Found ya. How? That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Now through March 21st, get started with 200 megabit internet for $25 a month for two years with no annual contract and get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless plan auto pay stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and Wi-Fi equipment. Actual speeds vary. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. On this uh, Friday, getting a little loose. We hope you're getting loose with us. Relax, have some fun. This is just me Friday. We love your 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 texts with opinion, humor. Always snark. We love the snark. We are never offended by snark. No. Even if it's at our own expense. We don't mind. Uh, is it just me? As a longtime MPJ skeptic, I hope he makes me eat my words about potentially trading him. Well, as as far as trading him, I I just don't I just don't see that happening. The Nuggets, you can tell the Nuggets, they feel like, and I I don't blame them for thinking this way. They feel that they can do two things at the same time that they can maximize the championship window while continuing to develop young players for the future and make this a long, self-sustaining run. That is all um, all comes from being able to identify, develop young players, find players that, that fit that nugget mold, mm-hmm. develop them, and then just keep this thing Running for a long, long time, like like a like a like a 
10, 15, 20-year type run. And so from that standpoint, I, I don't think Michael Porter Jr. is going, going anywhere anytime soon. I think it's really interesting because every broadcast that you listen to, when you listen to you know people who really know basketball, everybody, everybody will tell you that they're starting five. When they're starting five are together, and if you watch the open of last night, that first quarter, they're starting five put it on Miami. I mean, it wasn't even close when they were all together. And then, like I said, you got some foul trouble. The Joker got two fouls early. Uh, you know, you have the twisted ankle by um, uh, by, Tibby, by Tibbs, Mr. Tibbs. And, um, you know, and, and, and then it became a little bit more disjointed, but it was just a kind of great grinded-out win. But, man, they, they had a lot of young players playing and playing well. Christian Brown brings energy. Uh, Peyton Watson was in there some. Uh, Reggie Jackson played. So they had a lot of different dudes rotating in there, which I think ultimately is really good as you talk about the development of their basketball squad. But when you when you're sitting on the broadcast and Kevin Harlan and uh, and what's his head is in there talking about Reggie it, Miller, yeah, Reggie Miller, just talking about how good their starting five are, like the best starting five in the NBA, and they play so well together. And you saw it on display last night, like when that starting five is healthy yeah. and they're on. Dude, there's there's no NFL, there's no NBA team that can they can run with them. And and are we at, are we at the point now? Is it just me? Is it just me Friday? Is it just me or it's like can we just get the rest of these games over with and get to the playoffs? And because we saw last night the only thing that will derail them. Exactly. Yeah. The only thing to worry about. Everything else is set. We know this we know the starting five, we know the rotation off the bench, we know who's going to be playing, we know what to expect of this team, we know what they look like when they're playing well, we know what mm-hmm. the issue is when they're not. Everything is set. Just get these games over with without anybody getting hurt. That's all that's left and that and and, and even though it's that simple and boy there are what, 29 other NBA teams that would love to have the Nuggets issues? It's still a reminder last night that, man, one rolled ankle can send this whole thing off the rails. So get this season oh, over with. Can we put these guys in a, in, a, in a plastic protective bubble for the next 20-plus games? Is it just me or is Michael Malone and the way he talks about Jamal Murray is psychological warfare against fan base that doesn't like him and against the organization. Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a strong statement, Mark, there, right? Well, you, you want to, I'll give you another chance. To, uh, a fan base that doesn't like Jamal Murray? Well, that thinks he's soft or thinks he's, you I mean, say, I got the. You think I, the entire fan base thinks Jamal Murray no, is soft? No, but I think there's a, a, there's a, there's a loud minority of people in this town. I mean, I got on the text line. The blue marshmallow. Oh, jeez. You know as well as I do, and I think part of that is there's a there's a not so silent minority of people that think that Jamal Murray is soft, and that Michael Malone goes out of his way based upon what they did, 
why he was coming back from his ACL, talking about, well, we've cleared him to play, which added to that narrative that he's not mentally tough, he's soft. Michael Malone goes out of his way. He said he called him ballsy the other day. He's got the guy's got balls. This after this game, he said, I've never been around a player well, that was more said. mentally or physically tough. guys I've ever been around. Mentally, physically, he can play through things that a lot of guys wouldn't even consider playing through. He he he's done this a bunch, and I think it's I think there's a reaction there to you know to to the narrative out there that People think Mr. Tibbs is soft. Kids got balls, man. If you are one of those people that is is? is is critical of Jamal Murray, yeah. can you please hit us up on the Ramoslaw.com text line and articulate why you feel that way? Just just be honest. We're not yeah. gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna crush you. Just, yeah, I'm, just I'm just curious. Here's somebody because Mark because Mark is right. You, right. That, that vocal minority does exist. Says terrible take on Murray Mark. Really? Because on the text line, I can I could point out. Oh no! Ten people talk oh, about no, no, how no. soft he is. Yeah, you're right. No, no, no. You're not making this up. And Michael Malone goes out of his way to to like like to push the narrative that Murray is the toughest guy on the team. Time to light the lamp. Brought to you by Papa Murphy's. The Avalanche go out last night. Take care of business on the road in Chicago against a bad Chicago team. But just because it's a bad Chicago team, you still got to go out and take care of business. And they did five nothing. Story here is Eustace Annan and playing in just his ninth NHL game gets his first, first career shutout, which just leads to a, a tremendous debate. What side do you come down on as fans with the trade deadline a, a week from now? Goaltending has long been considered one of the uh, to-dos on the, the trade deadline to-do list. Do you still feel that way with Annan playing better? Or do you still look at it as I do? Terrific prospect. Continue to develop him. But for a team that's trying to win a Stanley Cup, I don't think your backup goaltender can only have nine games as we sit here right now. Nine games of NHL experience. Wait, you just said that uh, we're going to lean hard on Gorgie and uh, there have been goalies that have gone 60 games. And no, Yeah, but I'm talking about if something happens in the playoffs. Like happened with... What if, uh, what if uh, Georgiev takes a stick in the eye? Like Darcy did, well, and yeah. has to then spend a couple of weeks doing eye exercises. Yeah, blink, I re- I rehab. Open, blink, open, blink, open. <laughs> I'd have liked to been. I'd like to been in there. His coach, his no, rehab coach, just like I like to rehab coach. Yeah, I just like to uh, be in there, just sweating. Oh, I can't do another. My eyes. <laughs> you know, your lid is just heavy. I got heavy lids. <laughs> Heavy lids, Doc. Heavy lids. Let's get an ice cup on that eye. <laughs> no, dude. If, if Darcy, uh, hey, hey, listen, man. If Gorgie's all that, you know, if Gorgie wants to prove his toughness to me, he goes out in the next start without a water bottle. I ain't gonna give him a goal. Wow. Ain't gonna give him a goal. Wow, you talk about no stinking water. You talk about doing the high wire without a net, right? A goalie without that water, water bottle on the back of the net. I don't need no stinking water. Absolutely. I'll get water during the the period break. I was laughing because the abs. I don't know which goal it was. There were five of them. Uh, one of the goals early. It was the second or third goal. They score, and the the Chicago goalie just he could not get to the water fast. He just. 
doused himself right. all over. Face, mouth, down the front of the jersey, back of the jersey. It was like just a full bath. Yeah, what was the actress's name that was on uh, on that maniac? She's a maniac. Maniac. Was that uh, Irene no, no, she sang the song. She sang songs. Yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, Papa well, no, Murphy's. No, it does matter. Ho- it no, does. it doesn't. Not yeah, right now. Not uh, no. Papa Murphy. No. Papa Murphy's home of Take and Bake Tuesdays and Five Dollar Fridays. Friday. It's been a long week, everybody. Take it easy. Relax. Pick yourself up a Papa Murphy's pizza. They are delicious and uh, made for you. And then Jennifer. Jennifer Beale. Beale. Yeah. She because she was dancing. She was she a welder. She was she a pro- welder. You know what? She probably went through the program here. At Smart Union Local 9. She was a welder. And then she just had that dream of dancing. Yeah. She's going to dance. And that's no cap. Yeah. And then she got done with the dance and she doused herself like a goalie. (laughs) After giving up a goal. (laughs) Can you just see? That'd be like an SNL skit. You know, you just have a goalie. Full gear. Full, full gear. Everything. Gives up a goal and then just sits down on the chair, leans back and The music starts. What's trending coming up next? Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. Good night last night. First of all, is it just me? Is it just me Friday? Is it just me? Was it kind of fun to be able to just, you know, watch the avalanche and nuggets on free TV? Yeah. I wasn't wasn't happy. Between ESPN and TNT. Right. I wasn't happy about the 8 o'clock tip. But it was kind of nice that it was staggered. You know what I'm saying? Yes, because, and, and I, I didn't you got to watch a bunch of the abs, yeah. and then you flipped over and watched a bunch of nugs, and then I went back, you know, and back and forth at commercials, and then, you know, I, I thought that was kind of, that was kind of, but I don't like the 8 o'clock start because it's a little late for the big guy. Yeah, but the 8 o'clock start didn't bother me because I was already in full lather watching the hockey game. Because, like, a lot of times with these 8 o'clock, oh, and by the way, get ready, folks, it's coming, you know it's coming. NBA and NHL playoffs no. where Denver's considered a West Coast market and we get these 8.30, 8.30 tip-offs and face-offs that you know isn't going to be until about 8.52. So they're coming. But, you know, having to sit around all night and wait till 8 o'clock mm-hmm. or 8.30 for a game to tip-off, that's tough. But you had the Avalanche game already going on. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it was good. I like it. I like it. So uh, both teams come away with wins. Everybody is happy. So... Caleb Williams, guess how much money, Mark? I know you don't know the answer because you don't look at the rundown. Uh-huh. Uh, how much money do you think Caleb Williams made these last two years at USC? Yeah, I saw the NIL oh, deal about like ten million bucks. Ten million right? bucks. And yeah. you know what? When he's done, I didn't see it on the rundown. I just no, saw I know it you just yesterday. saw it. And when Shador Sanders is done after next season at CU, he will have made about ten million dollars as well. It, is it good? Is it good for college athletes? I think we all agreed that they probably deserve to make some money. But is it too much? Yeah. It's a great. Yeah, I think it's I think it is ridiculous. Why? Money, 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 money. No, I just I mean I think the NIL thing is interesting because now you all become mercenaries and you don't have to live when the going gets tough you can just pack up and go somewhere else that's going to pay you more money 
And I, I think there's, I, I, I'm all for the kids getting money and the kids getting paid. Um, but there's also that aspect of why does one kid deserve $10 million and then a bunch of kids on the team probably got nothing. So I, I think there is wouldn't that. It, I, I just always, that was always one of my biggest fears about this NIL. Wouldn't it create some animosity, jealousy, envy, division in the locker room? Um, I like we all understand. We all understand. It depends on the kid. So I don't like. I understand as an offensive lineman that you're not going to get the accolades or the attention or mm-hmm. any of that stuff. Like, and I'm okay. I signed up for that. I'm good with that. I'm mm-hmm. like, like I'm, I'm totally good with that. But if your quarterback is a turd and he's making ten million dollars, then yeah, it's going to irritate me. If he's a great dude and he's doing the work and he's the, and, and he's just the, that's the benefit of playing quarterback. I understand that. So a lot of it depends on the guy and you know how that guy operates. I always said this about John. Like one thing I respected the hell out of John because in the world's eyes he had earned the right to be a prima donna, and he could have walked right in the locker room and been a prima prima donna, but he wasn't. He was never that. He always worked. He always ran with the team. He always lived with. The, he did everything that everybody else was required to do. So as long as that's who you are, I I had no problem with John making a lot more money than the rest of us. By the way, earlier this week, Sean Payton took a shot at the college football portal. It's a little bit more challenging now with the portal. Like, I started thinking to myself, how many times when I was in school that I would have loved to jump into a portal, you know, upset or disappointed or mad or whatever, had a bad practice. You just don't have to stick it out. You don't have to be tough. You don't have to figure it out, deal with adversity. You can just say, all right, it's not working out the way I want it to work out. I'm going to go over here now. I don't know. I Can just, I ask a question? Yeah, guys, yeah. what do you think well, about that? Well, I, it's complicated, but there, what are the qualifications to get to jump in the portal? Like, you can just do it whenever? You just do it, yeah. And what kind of, like, what's the notification system like? Does the coach get a notification? Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. yeah. You walk up to him and you say, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm jumping in the portal. I don't even know. Based on the lack of accountability, I don't even know if you have to go tell your coach. Yeah, you can just get in. All wow. of a sudden, your name comes up. Yeah. That's crazy. You're a portal, you're a portal jumper. You're a portal jumper. So, shouldn't there, be, shouldn't there be a limit on how many times you can transfer? Shouldn't there be some type of limit? Like, you know, if everywhere you go, it smells like crap, it's probably you. If every, like, I saw this one incredible story, this running back, blah, blah, blah. So I started reading about this yesterday. He's running back that's in the draft, and, and I can't remember. But he had been to a different school every year. Yeah. At, at some point, aren't you the problem? Yes. Because all your, the message you're sending out is that wherever I've been, I wasn't the problem. Right. I was the victim. Yeah. Uh, Josh Harris, the new owner of the Commanders, uh-huh. has been sitting in on the Commanders' quarterback meetings at the combine. <laughs> How'd that go, you think? That guy's kind of quirky. Is that a place for owners to be? I mean, after all, you are, you're going to be 
you're going to be the owner of the guy, the franchise quarterback, or at least the face of the franchise. If you, if you draft this guy in the first round, should should you have a feel for that guy, or is that just is that Jerry Jones, Dave Tepper esque? Stay out of it. Um, yeah, you should stay out of it. But I, I you know, if you just want to, if you just want to feel for the experience, I don't know. Like it, it, it feels a little bit of of. Why don't you let us do our jobs? Yeah. I say all that, but if all of a sudden I was handed a professional franchise, here you go. You're the owner, Mike. Have fun. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be one of those guys, hey, I'm just going to hire good people and sit back and let them do their job. It'd be hard not to get involved, right? Right. Be be super fan. It's my team. I can just see your, your question. Listen. When I was playing JV football in high school, they used to call me the ass kicker. I just need to know about your toughness level. I'm kind of a big deal. Listen, I know what an ass kicker looks like. Yeah. Are you an ass kicker? Yeah. That'll do it for uh, What is Trending. Bring that to you each and every morning at 730. Uh, normally around this time on a Friday, this is when we get loose, but we're already there. We've already arrived. Hopefully you have as well. Having some fun. It's a, uh, is it just me Friday? We'll jump back into that next. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Well, this is the uh, time of a Friday where we, uh, well, or you especially, tend to get loose. You're already uh, there, but I feel loose. Anyway. You go to another level of looseness on a Friday at about 7:45. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I might take my sweatshirt off. All right. Speaking of uh, taking your shirt off, uh, mm-hmm. Cecil Lammy and Andrew Mason are looking at quarterbacks right now. <laughs> it just went. <laughs> What's he talking about? Yeah, sometimes when I feel loose, I you know I want to get want to get loose. I want to get the sweatshirt off. It's constricting. Yeah. You want to see that? Constricting. Interested, you interested in seeing that, Sid? Constricting the pythons. Yes, I am interested. Oh, yeah. But not in that way. I just, just it's interesting. Because you've heard him talk about himself for so yeah. long. You kind of are curious now. Yep. Mm. Do, the, do the facts match the myth, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do well, the facts match the myth? The myth. The myth match the facts. Or does the myth match the I don't know. I don't know. Take your shirt off. Let's find out. Yeah. Well, I'm not taking my, I mean, I've got a shirt on underneath my sweatshirt. Uh-huh. It's just a t-shirt. But I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go shirt. Anyway, anyway, Cecil Lammy, who loves to watch quarterbacks without their shirts yes. on. Yes. Uh, he's at the combine looking great, at quarterbacks. Man, by the way, great segue. That's, that's, that's what I so do here. Your profession is not my first rodeo. Yeah. Anyway. So a lot of quarterbacks without their shirt on. So Cecil, uh. He said he sent out a tweet this morning at about um, four fifty our time, mm-hmm. and it just showed him all like bedraggled and just you know looking Be- bedraggled. Bedraggled is that a word? That's a word. Look at oh yeah, I've heard of bedazzled. No, this is bedraggled and, and disheveled. Yeah, this is but not of, bedraggled. I think it's I think it's a word. Bedraggled. Is bedraggled a word? Was he looking busted? He just looked. He just looked rusty. He looked worn out. Ratchet. Yeah, he looked. He looked. Wow. He looked trashed. Thrashed, trashed, thrashed. Anyway, uh, he he sent out a tweet saying, "Oh, me draggled, be draggled, be draggled. Yeah, be yeah. draggled. What I said, be draggled, yeah. be draggled. Yeah, like in a, a state of spoiled uh, and stained, unkempt, 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Who, who knew? knew? Yeah. <laughs> Certainly I, not I. I still retain some of my intelligence from when I used to work with Sandy Clough. Most of it's gone. Uh, anyway. Um, but uh, <laughs> he's still going to join us from the Combine uh, a little bit, probably next hour. Oh. Uh, or in the 9 o'clock hour. Do we need to come up with a term? Oh, you want to come up with a term? Yes. That's oh, let's do that. Fun. I thought we had one yesterday. Remember? Well, we, we threw the boo rating on him, and he didn't bite. He didn't bite on that one. There was another one. There was another one. Yeah, what did we do the other day? I forget, but if a listener remembers, you got to let us know. Or if you have one. Yes. A fake scouting term. We need a new fake scouting term to throw at Cecil, which we should be able to get past him because he he's admitting to being tired. He's been he's on this higher. He's been on this all-star tour of his since... Uh, Mobile or the Shrine Game or all that stuff. So he's been going at it hard for over a month. So we might be able to get him. So hit us up on the Ramoslaw.com text line 303-713-1043. You know what'd be great? We need gift. a scouting term to get him. You know, what'd be a great gift for Cecil. You know those like electronic. You get old people electronic photo thing. You know, like it's a, like a like you send it to your grandparents or something. They're they're the photos that just they're on like a. Oh. Yeah, it's a, like a picture frame. It, yeah, yeah it's, it's a picture keeps, frame, but it's a video. Yeah. It's like and it just goes from photo to yeah. photo to photo. Oh, it's almost like a photo calendar. Yeah. Just get Cecil a photo calendar of a bunch of draft prospects with their shirts off, just standing there under pants, and one to the next to the next to the next to the next. Hell yeah! He just set it by his bed. Look well QBs. Speaking of QBs, a cautionary tale. Is it just me or do we need to remember what happened just a couple years ago when five quarterbacks went in the top 15 picks? Because that could easily happen this time around as well. Yes. And the Broncos could be one of those teams. The last time that happened, 2021, five quarterbacks went in the top 15. Whew, look at this murderer's row. Okay. Trevor Lawrence. Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Trevor Lawrence has been a disappointment. There's just, I'm sorry, there's no other way around it. He's been a disappointment. Mac Jones is going to be out of New England. Zach Wilson's going to be out of the Jets. Justin Fields is going to be out of Chicago. And Trey Lance has already been traded. The wow. Trey Lance didn't even dress, by the way, for the Dallas Cowboys. He got traded to the Cowboys and didn't even dress. Mark, I'm going to give you the chance. I know you love these kind of things. Five first-round quarterbacks in 2021 that went in the top 15. How many wins have they combined for Ooh. in their career? In 20, so it was 2021. 2021. So 2021, 2022, 2023. Three years. Three years. So I'm going to say, all right, Justin Fields has, I'm going to say Justin Fields has we don't you, you if you want to do it individually, but no, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna add them together. Okay. Like ten there. Okay. Trey Lance has zero. Well, he started one game and he got injured in a game I called, and San Francisco came back. I I believe in that game and won. They beat Seattle, so he may get a win for that. So I'll give him one. Uh, Zach Wilson, I'll give one. Um. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I'm going to say he's won 21. You think Zach Wilson's only won one? Won two. I'll give him two. And then uh, and Mac Jones won 10. Probably 
16, he won 16, <laughs> 17, 17. Well, that's a lot of math. 10, 17 is 27. 21 and 27 is uh, 48. Uh, 49, oh 50, 50, 50. I'm going to go, I'm going to I'm going to round up 55 games. Actually, you're not that far off. It's uh, 62. 62. 62 combined wins for the five quarterbacks that went in the top 15 of the 2021 draft. So Trevor Lawrence, and by the way, none of them over 500. Trevor Lawrence, 20 and 30. So I gave him 21, so I was pretty close there. Mac Jones, 18 and 24. I gave Mac Jones 17 wins, 18. I was really close there. Zach Wilson, 12 and 21. Oh, he's won 12. That's yeah. where I that's where I screwed up. Justin Fields, 10 and 28. You nailed that. 10, yeah. And Trey Lance, actually 2 and 2. 2 and 2. So keep that in mind as we're Boy, salivating over absolute drag. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, and JJ uh, McCarthy. Because there's a there's a very good chance five quarterbacks go in the top 15. Mm. Now, the optimistic way of looking at it is that. Law of averages, I guess, uh-huh. calls for a flip and for a class to be awesome. That as bad as that 2021 class was, this one's going to be awesome. Ooh. Yeah. I like this scouting term that just came in. I'm going to change it a little bit. He said owl-headed, but owl eyes. <laughs> Meaning you can keep your eyes like in zone on the quarterback, but you can open up your hips and your body to get the proper depth in drops. Okay, so the Broncos were talking. uh, Terion Arnold, the cornerback, was talking. Mm -hmm. Very impressed a lot of people. Very uh, Yeah. And he was talking about the Broncos and Patrick Sertan. Mm -hmm. You could ask Cecil, does Terion Arnold have owl eyes? Owl eyes. Oh, yeah. We're getting a lot of uh, tibia-related scouting terms. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, how about that? We got we got to pick one because mm. you got to make sure you have strong tibias. Right, right. Going to commit to a player, courtesy Sacrate. Courtesy Sacrate. I don't even know what that means. It just makes me. <laughs> that makes me kind of happy. Courtesy Sacrate. Uh, we'll uh, we'll take a look at those here as they roll in. Is it just me or is Chris Bryant starting to channel his inner Carmelo Anthony? So in case you missed it, Chris ooh. Bryant, Iron Man himself, yeah, the $180 million man. In an interview with The Athletic, <laughs> this is just... If it wasn't Chris Bryant and it wasn't the Rockies, I'd, I'd, I'd think that this was like an Onion article or something like that. Right, 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 right. right. But, but, <laughs> I love the, uh, the Onion is funny. But it's, no, it's it's real. So he he signed with the Rockies after there was a, a lockout during the, during the offseason. So when spring training opened, it was like everybody was like quickly trying to, you know, jump on with teams, right? Uh-huh. So... He signed here, and he said, quote, it's like, oh, shoot, I need to get there. There were other teams interested, but I didn't want to wait around. It was a completely different situation for a lot of free agents at the time. I guess I didn't do as much research into the prospects as I could. Hey, look, I love to rag on the Rockies, right? I love to poke fun and, and seriously point out the shortcomings of the Rockies because... 
they're they're just wasting what what should be just a, an awesome mm-hmm. awesome baseball uh, experience for all of us. But Chris Bryant, that, that is that takes a lot of nerve, by the way, to say anything critical about right. the Rockies. Yeah, when you play, 80, when you average eighty games a year, Chris Bryant has played on, in a hundred and twenty two games over two seasons. Oh, so it's less than eighty games a year, right? I, I I went way too. I gave him way too many games. I gave him credit for too many. He plays about sixty. What sixty one games a year? Dude, come on. That's not even half the season. Yeah. All joking aside, this this yeah. really pisses me off. I, I'm sorry. By the, the, the by fact the way, that you come out and yeah. and and say anything critical about. Oh my God! I can't believe he's done this. This is this is really annoying because now I'm defending the Rockies. For you to say anything negative about the team that's paying you 180 million dollars and you have paid them back over the course of two years by playing in 122 out of a possible 324 games, and along the way have hit a grand total. How many home runs do you think that Chris Bryant has hit as a Rocky? As a Rocky. 180 million bucks. 180 million bucks. Now regretting coming to play for the Rockies. Wish he had investigated his prospects better. How many home runs? 18. Huh, I wish. 15. 15. How many runs do you think he's bad in? Yeah, but how many has he hit for the isotopes? (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're not. You're not seeing the value of the isotopes. By the way, the reason. That's true. The reason you signed here wasn't because you didn't do any homework, moron. Oh, sorry. It wasn't because he didn't do it. It's because they were bidding against themselves and offered you about double what anybody else was willing to offer you. That's why you signed here. You signed here simply for the money. So Chris certainly Bryan didn't sign here to. He Chris, certainly didn't sign here to be the Iron so Man. So Chris Bryant comes out and expresses regret for signing with the Rockies, and meanwhile has gladly taken their money and has rewarded them and their fans with 122 games, 15 home runs. And 45 runs batted in. Mm. How dare you? Wow. Uh, but he, wow. But in that article. That is like armed robbery right, right there. In that, yeah, you got to. I say arm, but he probably hurt his right, arm he, doing he, it. You got to back up to the pay window with a mask on. Right. Right. Whew. They're like, hey. D-bag. Yeah, they're like, hey, COVID's over. Why are you still wearing a mask? <laughs> you get the red bandana every time he goes up to pick up his check. <laughs> right. Um, let me ask you this. Because what he said like that's that's egregious but what he said about the rockies read that because that is so it's such an indictment on the it organization a, it, and it's so true in this part in this point. this part i do agree i i am almost thankful for him though because as much as i'm critical of him this this is thankful so he says in the, what's it like playing for the rockies okay he's at, what's it like playing for the rockies he's quote as a player it's an easier spot to be in because you don't really have that outside pressure like the Dodgers are going to have. They invest a lot of money in good players, so they have to go out there and win. For us, we can be somebody that nobody talks about. Wow. <laughs> we have no pressure to win here. None. None. This is like a country club. It is a country club. It is a country club. It is the most comfortable, non-pressurized environment in all of Major League Baseball. It's and like a, probably is one of the top five in all of sports, professional sports, 
that is the easiest place to play. It's like a retirement home. It is. Let's come here. It's like a minimum security prison. Yeah. <laughs> Just come in. What are we going to do today? What are the activities? Oh, we're going to play shuffleboard. Yeah. Then we got a pickleball tournament. Yeah. Right? What time's lunch? What's for lunch today? Yeah. Well, you have a choice between mac and cheese. <laughs> and and we've got, uh, you know, we've got, we've got fish fillets. For us, we could be somebody, we could be someone that nobody talks about. Boy, that should be the marketing slogan. Yeah. Colorado Rockies baseball. Nobody talks about us. Yeah. Colorado Rockies. Nobody cares. <laughs> well, you got to laugh because you, otherwise you'd cry. You know who I, when I read something like that, when I, when we spend way too much time talking about a clown like Chris Bryant, you know who I feel bad for? Charlie Blackman. Sure. I feel bad for Charlie Blackman because all that guy has done is go out and be just a pro. Just an ap- absolute He's a professional hitter. He's a professional baseball player. And he would never do it because this is outside his character. But talk about a guy who I would have no problem if he tried to force his way out of here. Does it make you? Because you talk about somebody who deserves a chance to go play for a winner and show what he could do. Which, by the way, if he ever got a chance to play again on the bright lights in, in October, I think he'd be a stud. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Should we, or those who have held Nolan Arenado accountable and been angry at Nolan Arenado for basically demanding his way out of here, should you cut him some slack? If you're a competitor and that's the environment that you're in? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, I never, I was always on team. Oh, I know, I, I know. You and I have always, always been there. Always. But there's been a lot of fans that don't like. Well, after hearing what Chris Bryant said, you have a new sense of uh, acceptance and understanding why Nolan Arenado wanted out. And that for all the mean words that have been said about Nolan, maybe you're rethinking that and going, you know what? Dude had a point. This is KKFN, KKFN HD1, Longmont, Denver.